What's up, fam? Welcome, welcome, welcome to Eye on Sterile Processing. Um, I hope everybody is doing good. I want to talk about the fact that a lot of you shouldn't be in sterile processing. The job is not for you, period, straight up. And I'm going to tell you a couple of reasons why it may not be for you. And I'm going to tell you how you probably can make it for you. Or you can even just stay at the same hospital, but not be in the actual sterile processing department. Let me give you some reasons why it's not for you. Maybe you can't grow in the department. You feel like you, you've reached your ceiling. It's like, you know, you, you haven't made it to team lead. You haven't made it to the supervisor. You haven't made it to management. And you're like, okay, well, where do I go from here? You may feel like you're at that glass ceiling. And you're like, you know what? You're just not, it's not for you anymore. You know, it is time to bounce. Then, or you can't even use your skills. You know, the leadership knows that you're a great orator or, or you're a great presenter, but you never get to lead the huddles. They never send you to any of the, you know, um, meetings that they may have in the, uh, outside of the department, like, you know, different committees and things like that. You never get to do orientations. You never get to orient the, um, the new hire into the department or you, you don't get to use any of your skills. So that kind of pisses you off. So he's like, what am I doing here? And then you never get any feedback or anything. You're trying to figure out how you're doing, you know, so you can make it to the next level, but you can't even get any feedback so you can build up your, your skills. And you're so pretty much you're stuck in the same position. Or what about this? Have you ever sat in a parking lot and like, here we go again with this? You see what I'm saying? It's like uh, you have to take a deep breath. You have to do your woosaw before you go and work because you like if one person say one thing to me today. It's going to be a problem. OK, it, this place may not be for you. Or what about this? Have you ever has it ever been Sunday? You didn't turn up the whole weekend, the weekend going good. Here comes Sunday and you're like, oh, my Lord, I got to go to work tomorrow on Monday. And you're thinking about all the things that's going to go wrong, all the issues you're going to have. And man, you dread work. I got one better than that. It's Friday. You can't wait to turn up. But you're like, it doesn't matter because if I go to sleep one time, I'm back in here on Monday again anyway. So you need to stay up like the whole entire weekend to even feel like you had time off. It may not be for you. That's all I'm saying. If you always complaining, like you complaining to your coworkers, you complaining to your spouse, your family, your friends about your job may not be for you. If you go to work and you just like, you know what, I'm going to do the least amount I can do or you go missing all the time or you always taking a break or you try not to do anything more than what you have to do. It may not be for you or you just show up late or you call off all the time. It's time for you to bounce. I'm just saying. It may not be for you. If you are at work and most of the time you prefer to be somewhere else or doing something else, <laughs> let me tell you, baby, uh, you don't even waste your time no more. Sterile processing may not be the job for you. Okay? You need to figure out what it is you need to do so you can go ahead and make that move and live the life that you're supposed to be living. But I'm going to tell you, you're not alone. And I'm going to tell you why you're not alone because there are statistics out there that are saying that People are not happy at their job. And it's a couple of reasons why. Okay, let me find this one for you. Okay. A lot of employees, now this is, I'm going to read this for you. This is going to be a quote. They said, when managers understand where the strength of their employees lie, they can assign tasks based on those skill sets. So in February 2014, the Gallup poll created the Strength Orientation Index to analyze how engaged employees were when they felt their employers focused on their strengths as opposed to their weakness. It was found that of the 1,000 US employees, 30% of the employees felt their employees focused on their strength 
okay? As a result, this led to 61% of employees feeling engaged at work. They were able to be themselves and utilize their strengths. They were not focused on their weakness. They were not wasting time doing things that was just a struggle. We, you know and I know in store process, we, we do not have time to waste. So we do not need to have people in positions where they're struggling because if, if they can't get it done, that means somebody else has to do it. I'm not saying that, oh, you know, the person is always slow in decon. They should never go to decon. No, because you have a lot of people pretending like they're slow, you know, because they're um, slow in decon. What I'm saying is some people are slow in decon, but if they're excellent somewhere else, if they're busting out trades with a very low error rate, and I'm not talking about bio burn, I'm talking about, oh, maybe uh, they forgot to put an instrument in or they marked it missing, but it was in the tray. To me, that's minimum. I'm not talking about no integrators. I'm not talking about no locks and all this other stuff or bio burn or anything like that. I'm talking about really something small, but their percentage rate of being able to bust out those trays is higher than somebody else, but they're not good in decon. We're going to need you to bust out them trays because the trays sitting on the shelf unsterile it helps no one. You feel me? So it doesn't make time to have so-and-so in decon when they can be bust. And then you have people who love to be in decon. I can't tell you how many places I've been to where people are in decon and that's really where they prefer to be. And they can bust out case carts like nobody's business. So why would you make them come to prep and pack? Because you got to rotate? That's the only time when I see people do not complain about rotation is when you have somebody who say they always want to be in decon and nobody argues with that. But if you have somebody who's always in there doing sets and they never make it to decon, people argue with that. Let me tell you something. Tap into what you're good at and allow the manager to tap into that with other people and allow the department to get it done. Because if the work is lacking, all it's going to do is trickle down to the next shift and it's going to trickle down to the next day. It's going to be more complaints from the OR, from your leadership, from other co-workers that things are not being done because things are not properly being managed. Okay, so um, let me get you another little article here. Here is another one. They said in February 2014, the Journal of Positive Psychology found that the use of strengths at work was connected with work performance. And this relationship explained why vitality, concentration, or harmonious passion. Okay, it's all connected. If you get people doing the things they need to do, otherwise that job is not for them. And it may not be the job. It could just be the leadership. Okay. Then you have on the flip side, where is the training? A lot of people have the ability. You have a lot of people that are leaders in the department. I know it because a lot of you guys are side hustlers. And to me, to be a side hustler means you have a leadership mentality already because you're able to create, to me, uh, an idea and you're able to put it in, in, in motion. Where other people, you take what's out of your head and you can you put, put present it to the world. And if you're able to do that, you you have some skills that may not be utilized inside of your department. So a lot of a lot of places are just not providing the training to help that skill that you may be lacking to come out. Not a weakness. We're not wasting time on weaknesses. We talking about you probably just need ah she she just had this or she just had this one thing. Boom, she'd be in the game. That's what I'm talking about. And a lot of places are not giving that to their employees. One, they say they don't have the time, but they don't have the resources. Some of them don't even know how to do it. Just because you have somebody in the leadership position doesn't mean that they're a leader. I'm sure you guys know the difference. Okay, so they're saying surveys show 
disconnect when it comes to employee de um, development. So they're saying most employees feel like they need the development. Employers feel like they're giving it to them. Employees say they're not getting it. And I give you all that information in your show notes, but it would not be hard for you to figure that out. So what I'm thinking about, you need to hack your job. If you decide you want to stay in Sarah Protest and that's cool, even though you probably be one of the people on the list that probably should go ahead and leave, it's ways you can hack your job. The turnover rate we know in Sarah Processing is high. Okay, so in my opinion, it has a lot to do with the job skills, the abilities of the worker, the opportunities and what the values are to the worker, what they consider to be important to them. And a lot of people are like, you know what, this is not working out. A lot of times when you get to sterile process, unless you never had anything or any understanding of what the job is, you know, it's hard work. A lot of people don't mind hard work. I don't mind hard work. I don't like things that are totally chaotic and disorganized. That's when it's like, OK, it's time for me to go because everybody's doing their own thing there's no set standards and rules and that just create just chaos so I, I can't do that but i don't mind getting in there and getting my hustle on okay so back to what i was saying earlier that they need to match the job with the skills and that's going to improve productivity it's going and that's going to improve uh, job satisfaction and it, it's going to reduce turnover okay so there's a couple of websites i'm going to let you know about one of them, and the reason why you need to go to these websites, you need to take an assessment of yourself. You need to know your personality, you need to know your skill sets, and you need to be able to say, okay, I can take a few courses or whatever online for me to improve these things about me to be better at who I already am. You know what I'm saying? If you're an introvert or whatever, and you wanna go ahead and waste time to be an extrovert, by all means, go ahead and try to make that jump. But introverts, have their have have um things within themselves that are very uh beneficial to a department and to the individual introverts look within themselves you know what i mean they thrive within themselves they get comfort within themselves so them to, to they're autonomous in my opinion they can work alone they can do things alone so any kind of project like if you say well you know what like for instance somebody on call that's an introvert they can go in there and do things and do not require nobody around them. do not need people to talk to them you know what i mean if you have to put them over somewhere and dealing with a bunch of probably paperwork or um like trade optimization or something like that that introvert probably can get there and do that trade optimization great because they don't need to be talking to people they don't need to be texting on their phone they don't need to you know be taking all these um different phone calls and breaks and stuff like that because they find that gratification within themselves so that's probably best for somebody to be you know in a position like that so that's one way you can't hack it i wasn't trying to get off to hacking that fast but that is one way you can hack your job that you know why you don't know, talk about that like you know i see that you know we i'm in decon and i noticed that you know Dr. So-and-so, if you can break it down like that, because a lot of stuff you need to come with data. I noticed Dr. So-and-so, when he's here, he does, you know, these hip revisions or whatever the case may be. And I noticed that when these, our major, our ortho major set comes back and I, every single time it come back, they're only using X, Y, Z. You know, can we get with the doctor and find out exactly what they need? We probably can make a smaller tray. We can have that tray ready, but not pop. And they can just use a smaller tray, maybe just a pill pack or two that could be added to another tray or I'm, well, not a pill pack board. Yeah, a pill pack and just be on stand on standby with another tray. And that can reduce our workload. 
And that increased productivity because if you're not dealing with all this different stuff in the trade, you can get them sterilized fast. You can get them back in the OR faster and you don't have to be worried about doing those turnovers. So that's good. And then with the assessment, I want to give you also, it can check what your values are, like what really matter to you. See, some people, what matter to them at work is the work-life balance. Some people want to be able to have time to see their kids when they get off of school. Some people don't care. Some people just there for the coins. They're like, I just need to stack my bread. I need to get my money. You know what I mean? So I need overtime. Is there any way I can come in and clean the sterilizers on the weekend because you're trying to get overtime? Is there any way that I can, you know, uh, come in early to help with X, Y, Z because you're trying to get overtime? You know what I mean? You need to find what that need is and then do the research and then present that to leadership and see if you can make it happen so you can get your overtime because that's what's valuable to you. And then another thing too, you need to figure out what your job role is. Like what, what is, what, how do you fit into this whole entire matrix? What is expected of you? Right. And then, you know, you'll figure out if this is even really for you. So I'm going to give you this website. Let me tell you the name of it. One of them is, is one stop. If you go to one stop.gov for the most, well, no career, one stop.gov, you go to their website, they're going to have, um assessment test for you to take um to explore different careers so let's say for instance you want to um see what other jobs that are connected to sterile processing you can put that in there and then it spit out a different uh type of jobs that are i guess have transferable skills or are close to or equivalent to sterile processing but i challenge you to put in something that you want to do something that you dream to do you know what i mean something you think that you probably you can't do because the finances or whatever and see what those job skills are and what those job qualifications are and then you may find out that hey it's not as bad as i thought it was like for instance i'm gonna give you let me pull up this website real quick i have so many tabs open as usual edx.org you go to edx.gov.org let me see DD, okay, um, edx.org. These are online courses from 140 institutions that you can use. You're not going to get college uh, credit. You're not going to get a degree, but you're getting that same information that can maybe take you to the next stage of where you're trying to go and where you need to be. I think I've already said that to you before. So you can go there. Okay, so like I said, you go to this um, website and then you can look at these different careers that are correlated to sterile processing or you can look at the job skills and the necessary qualifications for you to find a career that you really want to do or where you really want to be. Also, they have um, assessment tests, a skills assessment test to find out where you're strong at, value assessment tests and even more. So then you would know maybe you need to start improving on some of your skills so you can take on those roles within your department that you think you're ready for. Maybe you're not even ready. You think you're ready. You think you want to be a manager, but then come to find out you don't even have the skills necessary to be a manager because you're not good with conflict resolution. You're not good with negotiation. You're not good with being neutral. So those are some skills that you're going to have to develop if you think that, you know, management is for you. Okay. And then also for you to even build skills, here's a couple of things for you may want to consider besides the free online. They got books out there that can help you. You read a book to help you get your skills set up. They got podcasts out there. Find you a mentor. Find you a position or something that may be entry level or may just be something you can do in your spare time to build up your, your, your skill set. 
Like for instance, some people want to be a vendor, a sales rep or whatever. It, it, it's sales. Do you have any sales experience? If you don't, won't you try it? Maybe they got some kind of online job or whatever that you can apply for that's dealing with cold calling or something. And then you can test your hand at that. Create a project or, or whatever. Maybe you want to try to sell some T-shirts. Get you some T-shirts together and see how well you can sell them. You can go to teespring.com. That's a website where you don't have to have any inventory. You can create these webs. I mean, these T-shirts, put whatever you want to put on them. And when people order them, then the company ships them and you get paid. And you can choose whatever price you want. They only let you go down so low. But, you know, so for you to get a profit, if you're not trying to get much of a profit, profit, price it real low, get a dollar or two, but get out there and hustle and see if you really have that skills, that sales ability. Because if you don't and you think being a vendor or any other position that requires sales, whether real estate or whatever it is, then you want to get your uh, your sales skills up or your interpersonal skills up. So that's the purpose of you taking these skill tests to figure out where you fall. So you will know what you need to do to get yourself to the next level. OK. Also, we have a bunch of other departments within the hospital that you probably want to know. When the last time you got to see a surgery? Can you come in on your off day and volunteer to see a surgery? I mean, look, it's up to you. A lot of people don't want to volunteer their time unless they're getting paid, but it depends on what your future goals are. If your future goals, you know, will not allow you today to sacrifice some time for you to get what you need, then maybe you, you know, this is not for you. But maybe you need to see some surgeries. Maybe that, you know, maybe you want to be a scrub tech. So maybe you want to go in there and see what all that really entails before you spend money going to school and you get halfway through and realize that's not for you. You know, maybe you want to infection control. What do they do down there? Have you ever been down there? Do you even know where is that? Maybe you want to go down there and check that out and see how that works. Quality. You feel you see what I'm saying? So maybe it's some skills down there that you can transfer over from sterile processing because a lot of departments don't know what we do, but we connect to them all. And if you're able to use those skills to get you over there or even make those connections, sometimes it just comes down with who you know. And then you have the transferable skills. You may not have the degree, but I know so-and-so. And I took this online and I got this little certification. And maybe that can get you where you're trying to go. You have people out there who are um, who are tech savvy, right? People who are, they can fix anything. Have you ever thought about working for SPM or Impress or any of those instrument tracking companies? Let me tell you what I found out about the instrument tracking companies. Let me pull this up. This is a, a field that's growing. I wouldn't say a field, but the money is there. Where did I find this at? Okay, wait, hold on. I got to put this back in my browser. Okay, here we go. Because I saved everything on one sheet so I can just try to read it to you. Let me tell you what these numbers are. They're saying surgical instrument tracking system market is a global size. Wait, 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 okay, I messed all that up. I don't even know. Let me start over. The global surgical instrument tracking system market is valued at 120.9 million. That was in 2018. Now they expect by 2025, it's going to reach 405.3 million. Okay, we talking about instrument tracking, right? The systems. So think about it, whether it's the people selling these instrument tracking systems, whether it's people putting together the, the algorithms or whatever it is, you technical people know what it is. There is that it's going to be a need for this all the way around the advertising, the marketing. You know what I'm saying? The data input, the people, the data entry people, 
You're going to need all these people doing that. So if you want them tech, them tech savvy people at work and you always able to you know, help out your department with tech support without them even calling tech support, then maybe what if you were able to write something for SPM? What, were you, what if you were able to create something or improve SPM or impress or whatever it is because you work in sterile processing? A lot of people are on the code side of it, but never really work in sterile processing. You have the knowledge of both. You've used the software and you in sterile processing. You probably got goals and ideas and innovations or whatever that can, I don't know, you know, now you let, wait, hold up, let me bag up now. You probably need to get your, your legalities together now because I'm not saying go out there and give all your information to Impress or anything like that now. Before you start giving people your information and they run off with it, you need to patent it, you need to get it, Um, you know what I'm saying? You need to get it copywritten or whatever. You need to, your intellectual property you need to make sure you get that secured before you go out there with that information because people will take your stuff and then you be like well damn that's mine but it's not mine you see what i'm saying so be cautious when you take that route but i'm just saying start thinking about things like that you have people like 3m that comes in i'm just telling you this because sp stair process may not be for you but it may be but you need to know how you can pivot to other areas within it you have so many places so many companies that come in and make money off the department and we make the least amount. It makes no sort of sense to me. I'm going to give you another one. Look at 3M. Have you ever been to an in-service and you have people come in from 3M or Strike or whomever the case may be, and they trying to tell you, they educate you on their product and they really don't know what they're talking about? Like what they're saying is like, what? I was in a 3M um, huddle and I asked about the, you know, they, oh, they bragging about the little, the 24 minute readout or whatever it is, 30 minute, 15 minute readout or whatever. They bragging about it. I said, well, what about the extended cycles? Will it work on that? And they looked at me like, oh, we'll talk about that offline. Will we? Oh, well, you know what? What you can do, you can get a letter from 3M, you know, saying that, you know, uh, extended cycles are approved, but it was kind of like, you know, you didn't think about that. You coming in here with these biologicals? Do you know some places are running 10-minute exposure cycles? Oh, okay. Can we still use that on that? So I'm saying they may need people like you in there that has that expertise. That's all I'm saying. It doesn't hurt to look. It doesn't hurt to ask. Build the relationships when them people come in there with them in services. That's going to be your key. Get their business cards. I'll always get them business cards if I can. Even when I was traveling, I try not to look like, oh, who is she, who she thinks she is. But I was trying to get them business cards of those names because you can make those uh, connect with those people. And then also think about it. We got the HVAC systems. Let me tell you something. I have a website for you. I'm about to give you some real game here. Free. I'm going to tell you, I have. Let me see. I have 37 different industries which i identify that i felt that has some kind of connection to sterile processing. OK. I'm going to give you a good one. You know, we got the exchange systems. Each, each room got a little 10 exchange and all this other stuff and the negative and positive. Somebody is in charge of that. Facilities at the hospital in charge of that. It gets even bigger than that. You have industries that within your state that deal with and regulate different things that's dealing with HVAC. Let me see. I have to tell you to go to my website. It's called ionspd.com. When you go to ionspd.com, you're going to go down and the first thing is going to say SPD and endoscope study material. When you click on that, let me click on it now so I can make sure I give you the right stuff. When you click on that, you go to study material. After you click on study material, you go to regulatory agencies and organization. If you have any trouble, hit me up. You guys can find me on Facebook. 
you know my websites, you know my emails. If you don't, it's in the notes. My name is Solyndra Bearfield. But what I'm saying is you go there and you can look at all these companies, all these organizations, regulatory and everything else that you can see if it makes a connection to the department and you can find out how you can get in there. You know, you are our expert in that field. Most of them don't know us that well. They know what they read and they know what they've been able to figure out. But we're actually there. So let me see. I'm going to scroll down and see if I can tell you because this HVAC is for real, especially when you start thinking about this coronavirus, because you have like, for instance, I go to the gym and, you know, you got the places now saying, well, what's going on with the, you know, the, the fans or the AC that's blowing? Should it be changed out more? Exactly what they're doing with that. And I'm like, you know what? I've been thought about that because I come from a place of guess what? Where we deal with exchange systems. Or the air exchange rate. Okay, here it is right here. ASHRAE, American Society of Heating and Air Conditioning Engineers. Start there and then trickle down and find out what's local to you. You already probably did. I don't know if you've been in it. It's money in it, baby. Let me tell you something. My husband is a mechanic, right? Well, he said he's a technician, with automotive technician, whatever. But I can't tell you how many people had issues with their air conditioning. He's certified in that. So he's been fixing people ACs in the, in the heat. We in Georgia, baby. This humidity is real. So people are not trying to be in their car without AC. It's been in the 90s and the humidity is real. Okay. I'm going to give you another one that's here in uh, on my website in these Quizlet um, cards. Let me find another one. The National Fire Protection Association. Let me tell you something. I was in, when I was working in Colorado, I never understood, like, what is the problem with us hanging up like, you know, flyers saying it's a potluck coming up or birthdays or whatever. I didn't heard two different things. People say it was a fire hazard. Other people say it was an infection control issue because it needed to be something that should be able to be wiped off. So you shouldn't hang nothing up in your department. It's just straight up paper. It should be in some kind of sleeve cover that can be cleaned and wiped off. And then some people say it was a fire issue or whatever. But let me tell you something else. You know how down the hallways have to be clear? That's a fire uh, issue. That's a, uh, that's a safety issue to deal with the fire department. So if there's an evacuation, everybody needs to be able to catch out. They need to be able to run out of there. You know what I mean? So that deal with the national fire, are, are you guys up to standard with that? You have some people that's good with collecting this information. You, you, you probably need a committee. Maybe you've got a committee that you can be on board with to uh, address those issues. Then also, have you ever thought about, if you're one of those kind of people in sterile processing that loves to do different kind of writing, have you ever thought about writing articles for Isham, Amy, A-R-R-N? Have you thought about that? You have people that come up with great ideas that nobody wants to listen to in the department, but maybe you need to go that route. Here's another one for you. You know, infection control, they have a um, governing body. It's the Association for Professionals in Infection Control and Epidemiology. Start there. Trickle all the way down to your hospital. Do they have, um, I don't know, not, maybe not internships. Do they have some entry-level position that you can get into because you, you, they may, have you even met the person in your sterile, uh, in your infection preventionist department? You see what I'm saying? They need to, joint commission. When they walk around, I know they act like you got to be all doctors or whatever, but they come and steal a process and trying to tell us that, oh, well, you need to put tip protectors on stuff to keep them open. Well, when they're on a stringer, they're not all the way open. They're not locked. And that's what we're trying to prevent. But the body view all the way down to the tip, they're closed. 
But the ratchets are not locked. A lot of them don't even understand what's going on, but they come in here telling us about what we should and shouldn't do. Got everybody changing all these different rules for no reason because J. Cole tripping. That's not for me to say. Um, I'm going to give you one more on here. Oh, I got a good one for you. Think about this. The um, United States Department of Transportation. That comes in the fact when you end up sending out those scopes that need to be properly cleaned and disinfected when you send them out for repair. Because if you send out something in biohazard, it's a certain way. All that have to be handled, labeled, transported, and all that. That brings in the Department of Transportation. So it's a lot of things that's connected to us that you guys need to think about. The, the EPA. What have you guys ever th think about um, the high-level disinfectants that we use? There's, a, there's somebody who's selling that. There's somebody who's giving you know, information and presentations and everything on that. The water chemistry that we deal with. We got science majors in our department. Have you ever thought about getting more into water chemistry? Do you know how many places that are dealing with um, dealing with their instruments turning color, dealing with um, that white crusty stuff on their instruments? They're dealing with, I had blended in the places the, the instruments were rainbow. And it, it, it deal with water chemistry. So then you also have people, I mean, what about uh, standard operating procedures? You have people that's in our department that are smart as hell, and it'd be a great idea if they maybe helped out the manager with the standard operating procedure. When you put stuff like that on your resume, let me explain this to you. When you are able to come up with these things that you can figure out that will help bring up your skills, you're adding it to your resume, guys. It's making you more employable. So when you decide to leave that job, serial processing, or whatever you decide to do, and you want to make it over to somewhere else, you want to move over to somewhere else within that hospital because you've already been there for five years and you was like, um, I'm not vested yet, or you just don't want to leave because there's no other options for you or whatever, or you just really love the job, but you just want to grow. This is how you do it. You go to these websites, you get these skills, and you pivot and that's what you do like for instance it was a great question today people were asking oh it was one particular person asking about how do they get into being a rep and somebody responded you can find on facebook i'm not gonna say who it is because you know i didn't ask i didn't ask for their permission but you know they said you can be like a runner and i never even thought about that like a runner so that's the person to get the trades where it need to be for the rep because the rep is caught up in another hospital but to me that's like the greatest way to get yourself in there because everybody doesn't have a degree. Some jobs say they want one, but they'll take you without one. If you have the right skills, interpersonal skills, job skills, the right connections, you can sell yourself. And that's another thing too. I had told you earlier about the, the website you can go to. Maybe you need negotiation skills. Maybe you need interpersonal skills. Maybe you need to know how to do spreadsheets. Maybe you need to know how to do time management, whatever it is within your department. Maybe you do want that supervisor position right there. But if they don't give it to you within the next 20 years, are you gonna wait that for 30? They don't give it to you in the next five years, you're gonna wait for eight years? Build up your skills, ask for that job, ask for that position, apply for that position. I was reading something, I can't remember what it was, but they were saying that, you know, some jobs ask for degrees and, you know, um, apply for it anyway, if you don't have one. What is it going to do? They're going to reject your resume? They're going to reject your application? I don't know. I could be wrong. Tell me if I'm wrong.
But what could possibly happen? If you have the skills on there, the job experience, the certifications, and you just don't have the degree, do you know how many people come out of college with a degree, no experience, and can't get a job? And you telling me I have 10 years of this or five years of that, or I got three years of this and, and some certifications, you're going to pass me by over somebody out of college with no degree and you turn them down because they don't have experience. Come on now, people. It's not making any sense. So go out there and claim what's yours. I'm going to tell you what I'm working on. Let me tell you what I'm working on. I'm working on this podcast because this is my way to speak to people, find people, people contact me for me to make connections and network. Okay. That's one. Two, I put together the website for to bring value and in this podcast too to bring value to you. I you, I can't even tell you how much information I collected, the hours I spent on gathering information. If you go to my website, ionspd.com, it's a plethora of information that took hours of doing that. But I did it because it was necessary. I felt like it was a need and I filled it. Okay. So I think that we all have something to contribute. I think we all are on a journey. And I think that sterile processing can, it can be exactly what you want it to be if you have the support system that you have in your department, if you have the skills and motivation that you have within yourself to do it. If you don't, build them skills and do what you got to do for you.